Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. is a conversation with our boyfriend Brendan Riley and we're going to be talking about our experience in blending together as a family, the things that have been challenging, the things that have come with more ease and I guess just both of our experience in you know like well for me welcoming someone into the family unit and for Brendan going from bachelor life to stepdad. yeah stepdad yeah. and family life. Firstly, I feel like I need to acknowledge my voice. It's terrible today. Someone will leave a review saying I sound awful, as they do every time I'm slightly nasally. But I don't think you sound as bad as what you were. Thank you. <laughs> Onwards and upwards. <laughs> but with eight-year-olds, I don't know. I just feel like I'm continually exposed to Jam. sneezy little germs. And little boogers. <laughs> <laughs> little boogers, little snot gremlins. Um, so this is me today, congested, but I am here and I'm excited to record this episode. The other thing I wanted to address up top is the fact that I really don't want anyone who is listening and who is in a similar position, you know, such as being a single parent and perhaps dating or maybe like trying to merge lives with your new partner I really don't want anyone listening to base their relationship off what they perceive our relationship to be like. Yeah. Because every relationship has challenges and blending and merging with children can certainly be tricky at times. And I think we've done it quickly and I feel like we've done it really well. But that shouldn't be like a marker for other people. No, I think it was all to do with timing. Yeah, and everyone just needs to move at their own pace. Yeah, definitely. I get worried sometimes when women will reach out to me and say, my boyfriend won't do this, my boyfriend's not as involved, my boyfriend won't da 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 And I'm like, but I don't know what your boyfriend's backstory is. Like, we don't know the full the picture. The ins and outs, yeah. Yeah, I would say how fast we've moved is probably the rarity for a lot of people. And I think a lot of that just has to do with your willingness to dive in. Yeah. You've definitely been more of like the leader, I think, in diving in, like rather than me, like you were willing from the get-go. Yeah, I th yeah, definitely it was on me. A little bit. I mean, obviously I'm not going to let someone lead me at a pace that I'm not comfortable with, especially when it comes to the kids. But I guess what I mean by that is the whole way you've been very confident, whereas I've been like, are you sure? Is this yeah. too much? Do you need a break? Did, 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 all these things. And yeah. you're just like, run at me. And you're I not definitely dropped, uh, I definitely dropped walls before you. Yeah. But but that was understandable, like, yeah, with your past and stuff like that. And it was, it was fair for you. And you, you had the boys. Yeah. I didn't have anything. So you had a lot more on the line than me. Yeah. And I think 
like from my perspective, I've had moments where I've said to you, oh my gosh, this is so much. I can't believe you're coming in and taking this on. And you're like, what do you mean? Like, you're just like, it's just part of the parcel. It's just what it is. Yeah, well, I knew the terms and conditions when we met. Like, you Before had, you signed on the dotted line. Yeah, the fine print. <laughs> um, but yeah, I knew that I guess it wasn't going to be overly easy, but it, I suppose it did. It just worked. I don't know. I can't really explain it or expect a lot of people to compare themselves to how it did work, but... It did work out well and I think it was all to do with timing and just we knew exactly what we wanted and it just worked it worked well. Yeah, because had I met you like closer to when I'd gone through my marriage separation and stuff, I wouldn't have been able to move at this pace. So it is, it definitely is all timing. So for anyone listening who is tempted to you know, lean into that comparison trap and ask themselves why their boyfriend, you know, isn't as engaged or immersed, yeah, yeah. As, you know, immersing themselves as much as Brendan is. It's just because we're, everyone's different people and you don't know what childhood beliefs they're carrying around, what fears they have, what traumas they have. They're all of the things that shape us and shape how quickly we're able to do these things and how willingly as well. Exactly, yeah. Why is it that you have found it so easy, I guess, to go from bachelor life to, like, full-on family life? Like, I look at you some mornings, particularly on a Saturday morning, and you're, like, up and you're in the thick of it and you're making one breakfast for one of the boys and then you're making another one and then you're feeding the dog and then you're, like, you're, like, like, you're all over it and it seems very seamless. So, like, why? Like, why? (laughs) (laughs) But why? But Um, why? Because I think um, at a young age, like, I've always wanted to be a dad. Like, I've always wanted to look after and care for little ones. And I think not having a dad when I was younger and not meeting him until I was 30... I just wanted to sort of just be that that man and like yeah I just it's a passion for me so I think going from single life to a dad as quick as I did it wasn't hard for me because it was something that I've always wanted yeah and it's so interesting and I guess back to people's beliefs and how different experiences shape us there could be someone else listening who didn't meet their dad till 30 but for them their sort of their set of circumstances means that they actually don't want a family because that was so hard for them whereas for you it was like the opposite like I remember you said to me very early on you can't wait to be waking up and making school lunches and cutting crusts off and all of that stuff like you were really excited to do that yeah definitely I was I suppose I I have used not having a dad around and not having a lot of like I've got cousins and stuff like that but like having mum and nan and then no dad like I think I've used that energy of not having a father figure around and then I think I've turned that into good energy yeah definitely you're incredibly patient with the boys and it's wild to me that that wasn't role modeled for you 
because I just don't know how you like fell into that kind of like it's obviously just your nature um but yeah you're so patient with them you're more patient than I am no (laughs) you are you are but also I've been doing it longer so I'm tired (laughs) um I don't yeah I don't believe in luck I guess but it's I think it's just something that like I think we grow up and we think like like I was born to do such and such and I feel like I was born to be a dad or a father figure or just someone to help like raise and just inspire young people to be themselves and yeah. Yeah, I feel like you really take the energy of what you wish you had access to as like an only child. Exactly, yeah. 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 You worded that so much better than me. (laughs) (laughs) We're both very tired right now. Um, A couple of other things that we thought we could touch on is how you feel that you got to know the boys and develop that relationship and friendship with them so quickly. And then the bits that are hard. And we also have some questions that have been submitted via our close friends on Instagram for the podcast. Do you want to share your thoughts um, on how you got to like bond with each of the boys? Well, obviously at first I thought it was going to be um, difficult, but the boys are so lovey and caring and friendly. Like I found that easier but I remember the first day that I met them and we went for a walk and I think you're a little bit worried because I sat back a little bit and I because you look like you were disassociating (laughs) (laughs) but that's now that I know you I I know that when you're in your head and you're thinking and clocking things you like look very serious in your so like we'd gone on this walk and you're like a couple of steps behind me and like like head in the clouds I'm like yeah this guy's checking out no, it's yeah, it's just what I do and I suppose I was just seeing how the boys were behaving and what they're like with you and I suppose I just use that as fuel and I sort of clock and work out what they like and what they find funny and things like that and if I can relate to little bits and pieces that they can do, I sort of add that in and that's what I've done is come in as more of a friend or a big kid the biggest kid kid. um and I've just used it that way and I just find that it's helped a lot just making them feel comfortable making you feel comfortable earning their trust and just showing them that like like I'm I'm here obviously here to stay but obviously here as a good role model like I don't expect them to look at me like a dad or anything like that, but more of a, a big friend, big B. <laughs> a big friend. Big friend, big friend. Um, BFG. And then, yeah, I just, I didn't want it to be serious or full on and like the last thing I wanted was pressure on them or them to think at me a certain way or have to act a certain way. I just wanted them to be them and I know with one of them, it took a little bit longer than the other. Yeah, for him to be fully himself around Yeah, you. and I find that he's, yeah, I don't know, like I didn't know him before him, but I know he's he's really warmed up to me and he. I feel like he can be more of himself than 
the start, I think, because he knows that I'm here to help. Yeah, it's been a really beautiful thing to watch because I will never force the boys to be physical with anyone. Like I'll never be like, oh, go and give Brendan a hug or do this or do that. And like early on, one of the boys was glued to you. From the moment we had that Sydney trip, he was like like magnet attached to you, very um, like just, yeah, glued to you. Whereas his brother is less of a physical touch type of kid and there was like months there where at night you would say goodnight to them and one would give you a big hug and then his brother would give you a high five. And that was cool. And now, like just the other night after I tucked him in, he said, mum, can you please make sure you send Brendan in for my bedtime hug? You know, like he's really on his terms. And he, I think, is equally as obsessed with you as his brother is now. But I feel like for him it was more, because it's all happened fast, but I feel like for him... He definitely was like waiting to just make sure, like make sure he could attach to you. And I remember you reassuring him and saying, I'm not going anywhere. Like even you were doing it in a joking voice. You were like sucked in, like you're stuck with me type of thing. And I could see him kind of. Starting to click, yeah. Yeah, and it's really nice now and he's fully himself and you are always like I'm obsessed with that kid and his laugh and (laughs) he's so so fab. so much joy like so much joy in his voice and and I think that's and that's one thing that it's definitely helped with both boys is that I've just let them do what they need to do on their terms and when they feel comfortable because the more you push the more they're going to back up yeah that's something and again this depends on each child and their own personality but for the boys if someone comes in guns blazing like super loud super big personality they'll retreat whereas you came in and this isn't meant to sound disrespectful but you almost came in (laughs) you almost came in like furniture in a way like you were just like I'm just going to observe right I'm going to see how these things how these three operate does that make sense if I was furniture what would I be (laughs) (laughs) come on (laughs) fit it out you'd be a table which are very stable and steady um but yeah, like you were really just observing. You weren't coming in with any big energy, any ulterior motive or goal. Like no, you weren't coming in with like gifts to win them over. Like you yeah. were just like, we'll was, get there in our yeah, own time. I was coming into your tribe. Like you you three were a tripod and yeah, like I, I know growing up with my mum, like I know what it's like to, to grow up with a single mum and to, I don't know, I think... I was very protective of my mum and I can see the boys are too because they don't want mum hurt and neither did I. So, yeah, I think that that definitely helped growing up with a single mum and sort of it was just me and mum all my life, oh, majority of my life, but, like, I knew what it was like and, yeah, I think, yeah, it just worked out well, I think. Yeah, you definitely came in super respectful of the bond I have with the boys and of not wanting to tread on any toes. Now, I know you've thought a little bit about what some of the hard parts are, but I think some of these questions will address those as well. Okay. So should we go through the questions? Let's go questions. Okay. So how do you balance your parenting styles between one another? So this is interesting because I said to Brendan, if we ever have a little one together, I think we 
would have to be really good at communicating on like I think that I'm soft like I'm a soft parent with no. a lot of <laughs> no you're not don't and, be like that and I don't you? think you he's being sarcastic <laughs> I don't think that you would be harsh like I know you would never raise your voice and you'd never smack or anything like that never but you're definitely more likely to be a lot firmer than I am yeah yeah I think so a little bit <laughs> but I also feel like you're very respectful with my parenting of the boys, even if I imagine sometimes I'll look at you and I think, oh, I'm pretty sure he probably thinks I should be firmer, but I don't change the way that I parent and you don't say anything. Of course not, because be- that's you. That's yeah. They're your boys. That's your parenting style. Like I'd never, ever stand in the way of that. It's like, like sometimes I'll have the boys home alone and they're like, Brendan, can I play a video game? I'm like... Mate, what would mum think? <laughs> yeah, good point, Brendan. I'll watch some TV. <laughs> See, that's like that's a purposeful thing because I say to you when you've got one of the boys on your own, I say just tell them that's what I said. Like you can make up your own mind but so that – and we can get into this a bit with the disciplining stuff – but so that they don't resent you for coming in early on and telling them what to do, I think that's a tactic you and I both use is – Hey guys, mum said, and like there will obviously come a time, you know, over the years, as you keep telling me you're sticking around, I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) There will come a time when you probably do need to speak up and do some of the more serious side of the parenting. And like I want the boys to always respect adults, any adults that are most adults that are in their life. But this early on, I'm so mindful of not wanting to create any friction in terms of them, yeah, resenting you, Mm. resenting me for bringing you into their lives, any sort of complex feelings of you're not my dad type of stuff. So you and I both tend to, I think, Mm. use that like, well, you know, this is what mum said Mm. type of thing. Well, I was like that as a kid. Like I still remember like one of mum's friends and also one of my uncle's. And he's like, oh, do so-and-so. Like, you're not my dad. Yeah, because when that dad <laughs> gap exists, you're more sensitive to it, right? Of course. Because like, huge. But I don't know. There's even been times where one of the boys is like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm like, well, what can I get you? And they're like, oh, well, I want like such and such. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, I better ask mum. I'm like, but you can eat it if you want. No, I'll ask mum. Yes, that's true. That's the flip side to that is sometimes they don't trust what you're no, saying. And you're not like, at all. bro, I'm right here. And I said, you can have it's those rice cakes. <laughs> <laughs> that tattooed guy. Yeah, like, for example, the other morning I was working at and one of them said, can I have this snack? And you were like, yeah, yeah you can have it. And he said, oh, I'll just double check with mum. Like no, like <laughs> mum's working you out. You can eat at me. Like, <laughs> like, no, nah, I'll ask mum. Where's mum? I'm like, yeah, she's sweating bullets yeah. in the garage. <laughs> and then scared you. <laughs> uh, yes. What What are your favourite things, or what's your favourite thing about each of the boys? Mm. Um. Is there anything you like about them? I love them, but it's hard not to. I know. I, know. Um, I think with one of them, I love how smart he is. I love how his imagination is. I love his his thought process and how mature he is for his age. Like, 
Um, and then the other one. He said to me that you almost feel like sometimes he talks down to you. Like, yes, good job, Brendan. <laughs> good I'm on like you little, for knowing yeah, that word. <laughs> that's probably how he, he stepped in as the, the step parent. And <laughs> I'm just one of the kids. And then, yeah, one of the other ones. I love how much, yeah, he just, just doesn't care. Like, he just. <laughs> he doesn't care, but he no. cares. Yeah. But he then, yeah, cares. he's just like. I'm going to wear this. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to wear it. And it'd be like pajama pants and when a garlic shirts. bread shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just like, I don't give a F. I'm yeah. wearing this out. I'm like, are you sure you want to wear it? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, man. <laughs> but then like, but yeah, like he taught him the, the motorbike and then the skates on the weekend. Like he just like. You're so good to him. But yeah, I don't want to. To both of them. Yeah, I don't want to push neither of them too far, too quick. But like, I like that. I think they're starting to trust me enough to give things a go, like food and activities and stuff like that. And I think we're we're creating that bond where, yeah, they they do trust what I say. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the food thing their eating has improved significantly and so has mine yeah. since you've been living with us. That's the other thing people always ask. Does Brendan eat it? And you're like, yeah. It's like, I might give it a go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if Brendan has eggs, I'll have eggs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Brendan likes tacos. I think tacos are my taco favourite. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> that ends up being every night. Yeah, it does. We have Taco Tuesday twice a week now. Yeah, um, And Brendan cooks chicken on the barbecue and it's now called Brendan's Chicken. Brendan's Chicken. What's for dinner? Brendan's Chicken? Oh, we'll eat that. (laughs) Um. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mm. What's the most rewarding part of stepdad life? Um, watching them grow and just turn into the little men that they are, like their personalities, like learning new things, growing, like just I feel like they're becoming more themselves well, I didn't know them beforehand, but since I've met them and they might have been a lot more shy around me, but I feel like, yeah, there's, I think they're getting to that age where they're starting to branch off and become who they really want to be. And I love that they're exploring it and, yeah, they're just cool little men. I like them. I love them a lot. You often say, like, you feel sad that you missed out on their early life, hey? So much. Like, I wish I was there from the beginning. But then I also think if I was there from the beginning, you and I wouldn't have worked out the way we we did and I don't think we'd be in the position that we're in now. I think, yeah, everything's based on time and I'm just grateful that I get to see them grow up to be men. 
I can imagine them. <laughs> Sorry, what was that look for? Nothing. Brendan gave me a funny look. Um, I can imagine them. And since you came into their life, I've been thinking like I can really see them as adults being like my stepdad came into my life when I was eight and that's what they remember. Like yeah. they remember, like of course you weren't here for the first eight years of their life. It's just timing and how everything's unfolded. But I can see them, like whether it's standing up at their wedding or standing up at your 50th or whatever it is and being like, we're so glad that you came into our life when we were eight because you've added so much to their life. And I don't want to make this a podcast, just, again, yeah. being your biggest fan as I am. But you've made such an impression mm. on both of them, you know, even for the teacher to say, their teacher to say to us the other week, that the boys are now taking part in dancing at school. They've never done that. They've always been like, no, we're not doing that. Whereas I think because you dance around the house most nights, <laughs> <laughs> like a dick. Like Coles. <laughs> and you dance at Coles and like you're always willing to be silly for the sake of a laugh and to make us smile, whether it's with your dance moves or your old man voice or whatever it is, the boys have loosened up so much yeah. and that's how they should be because they're eight. They yeah. shouldn't be uptight. And I just want them to be kids. Like I just, like I'm happy that I've impacted their lives in some way, but I just, I, I just really want to see them grow up to be who they really want to be and just, yeah, just like know that it's okay just to be yourself. Like, Yeah. Um, as a mum, how can we help future partners ease into being a stepdad so I think as a mum, I think it's really important that you're communicating with your kids and your partner and just understanding, I guess, how your partner's feeling as well because you don't want to rush them. You want to let them know that, you know, you'll figure out the pace together. It's okay if they get overwhelmed and they need to tap out. It's okay if they have questions and you know they get things wrong at times like just really having those clear conversations and the same with your kids keeping the lines of communication open and seeing how they're coping but kids won't always verbalize how they're coping it will come out in their behavior yeah definitely so if you have young kids and they are acting up and acting like yeah acting out and it's not normal and you sort of zoom out and assess the situation and you go, oh, okay, this is the thing that's changed, that might tell you that they need more support. Yeah. But I think it's going to be one of those tough ones for the mother to be sort of clocking both parties to make sure that everyone's sort of on yeah. the same level. Well, I remember with my ex-boyfriend who only met the boys a handful of times for him it was really challenging and he would get very overwhelmed and like need to go and have like a lie down after interactions with the kids because that was just like his nervous system. But it definitely heightened everything then for me because, yeah, I was, of course, the boys were my number one priority, but then I was worried about how he's managing and then I felt like I almost lost myself in that situation because it's like, oh, how's that party going? How's that party going? And like not checking in with more, myself. More pressure and work on you trying to fix everyone yeah and I've definitely had moments with you where I'm like I come to you for reassurance that you're okay and I'm yeah. like are you okay like is this all right like this is a lot da, 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 da. you know coming into a co-parenting situation that's not always easy there's difficult things that happen and I'll often look at you and be like are you okay and you always say like run at me it's all fine and because you're so stable I then get to just manage myself like yeah. I can manage how I'm feeling of course and it just makes life so much easier 
Because you've got to make sure that you matter as well. As one of the boys said in the podcast the other day, you exist as well. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> um, do they talk about their other, their other dad or their dad with Brendan? Yeah. Of course. Of course. And that's a massive thing. Yeah. The boys need to be able to talk. And we do. Like I reckon we say daddy at least 50 times a day with them sometimes, right? Yeah. We'll be like, oh, daddy's at the station today. You've or... obviously got to work and organize things with him and stuff like that. But, yeah, he's always popping up in conversations and, yeah. Yeah, and if the boys say something like, oh, dad and I did this on the weekend, like you'll always. I'll, I'll always be super respectful for the boys. Yeah. Um, yeah, suggestions as a mum to help my boyfriend more comfortable in that space. I think it's just the communicating. You can also suggest the friend angle, like maybe they're not ready to take on the responsibility of a dad or understand what that means. But, hey, maybe you can just get to know my child Mm. as a friend. Doing activities is good. Like Mm. I think one of the first things that we did together was we went into Surfer's Paradise and went to... That was an awesome day. Yeah, we went to Infinity and... Ripley's Believe It or Not. Mm. Because there was activities and then they could bond with you easily yeah but then they didn't have to they had other things that they could yeah they didn't have to sit opposite you at a table and make conversation like that one-on-one sort of thing yeah so maybe yeah maybe just bring him in as a friend and sort of just let yeah i suppose a little friendship grow and then he can maybe develop that sort of father figure in time i think short and sweet is good Don't like overstay the welcome. Don't go for like a full weekend away to begin with. Although we did. (laughs) And it wasn't to begin with, but early on. But that first Sunday that I popped over and met them, I came in as a friend. And you left within like an hour and a half. Yeah. We literally, I popped in, we had a chat. We didn't even touch each other. I sat opposite side of the table and then we went for a walk and then I left. Um... What's the hardest thing that you found so far? Um, I don't know. Like I just either not being there enough or I don't know. Sometimes I get real caught up and I wish they were mine. But that's probably the hardest bits. I don't, but I haven't found much of it hard at all. Like, yeah, no, I don't. I'm trying to think of like what are some potentially hard bits that I might have seen. The boys are very sensitive and one in particular is super sensitive to the point that like say you come home from work and you've just had a normal day at work and you're like, hey, guys, da, 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 da. like if you don't like run over and pick him up and give him a big squeeze, He thinks something's wrong. Yeah, he might be like, has Brendan had a bad day? It's like he's on high alert for it, but it's not like anything you've done. He's the same with me as well. Like if he gets in the car and I'm finishing a conversation, he'll be like, is everything okay, mum? I don't know if that's a hard thing for you, Mm. dealing with how sensitive they are, but you're sensitive. I am super sensitive. Like I've always I know. Yeah. (laughs) But I think um, also even when the boys ask me certain questions about things at school or stuff like that, I think sometimes I might struggle a little bit giving them the advice that I know now after years of 
sort of going through certain things to when like I was eight and I find, yeah, it's hard not to overwhelm them with, yeah, the stuff that... Yeah, there have been things when like the boys will get in the car and say they've been bullied at school and like I'll I'll know that you'll like look at me to like wait for how I respond, like if I'm like pushing back (laughs) or what I'm going to say just so then I think you have scope on what story to tell them. Yeah, it's just hard. I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's any rights and wrongs in parenting. Well, I've already learned that. Like it's... um, you just want the best for the kids and I think sitting back and hearing you answer certain things that they ask you, it gives me sort of like a, a bit of a, an understanding like where you're at and I'll, I'll just sort of pop in behind you and follow that and help parent that way because like I don't want to ever overstep. So I think, yeah, just like stuff like that and overstepping parenting you're very cautious not to overstep. Like sometimes I'll be venting and I'll be like, say, like, you can say something. Like, what do you think? And you're like, okay, like I'll share with you what I think. But you are very cautious of never wanting to tell me what to do because I think that you're like, you've got this and you don't want to like rock the boat maybe. You know yeah. what I mean? Like sometimes I, like when I'm venting and I'll be like, and then this happened and I'm so exhausted and did did it, did it, did it, did it. Like, you're so good at not offering up any solutions. Like, you'll just, like, let me have my vent. And then if you ask, I'll help. But I'll, I'll never be one to be like, well, you should be doing this. Which is something I value a lot. And I remember going on a date with someone and he said something like, oh, maybe they just need some tough love. And I was like, yep, lying through your name. Like, this is not the person for me. Here's some tough love. <laughs> Delete <Scram>. my number. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like, I, yeah. I'll never uh, voice my opinion or I'll never, yeah, I'll never push my opinion on you or anything like that. We're we're a team and you're their mum and you've been a parent a lot longer than me and if you need my help, I'll be there and I'll, I'll give you my advice and my guidance but at the end of the day, like, we're a team and we'll work together to, to get things done. Um, a couple of other questions and we'll wrap it up. Would you contribute financially? Yes. You already do. Yeah. We go halves and everything. Yeah. And the groceries. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like <laughs> the groceries is ridiculously expensive for all the kids' food. But um, even with school excursions, you know, like so many times because I just never have cash on me conveniently. Yeah. School disco. <laughs> school disco, like you'll always yeah, just pay for it. <laughs> yeah, the disco got Thanks cancelled. school. Yeah. No refund. <laughs> They're just holding on to it for safekeeping. Um, you do contribute financially and that's something I was very uncomfortable with at the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was a hard like, nope, nope, that's not happening. And then you explained. If I'm going to be a part of this family, I'm going to be a part of chip this in. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not going to let you do everything the way you've had to. Um, what else have we got here? Do you feel guilty when you need... Does Brendan feel guilty if he feels the need to tap out and have alone time? No, because I don't need alone time. This is the, okay. This is like <laughs> I saw this question come through. I'm like, I have to ask this because if I was you, I would definitely need my self care. <laughs> like I've got to tap out. I need to go for a long solo walk. But you, so far, are like, 
no, no, I'm good. Like my work is my time away and you just want in. Yeah. And then like I'll go into the garage and train, but don't forget like I had my fighting and I was away from the family a lot. That was, yeah, it was just, that was another commitment, wasn't it? But it was still my time. Like I wasn't here with you guys, but even when I am here and things might seem crazy or a bit full on, like I'm not going anywhere and like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't need my time. Like I'm happy to just sort of, if, if I, I need time, I'll sit on the lounge and mung out for yeah. five minutes. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I'm um, built different, I think. You are built different in that way, but you're like that with work too. Like you're just extreme yeah. in everything. Yeah. If, yeah. If you want something, you go for it. So. And then the other two questions that came through a few times, one was about how are we finding the co-parenting situation and there's obviously like, there's just not much we can say on that other than sometimes co-parenting is challenging. Very challenging. And if I, like, I don't know, I even said to you yesterday after something happened, I just wish that things were, like, different for the boy's sake, but all all I can do in the co-parenting situation is just, just do, do, the right is thing. do what I'm doing and that's what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I'm always... Always got the boy's best interest at heart. That's always my north star. You put, you're, you're a beautiful mother. Like you, you do exactly what you need to do, and you put the boys first, and that shows in everything you do. Like you're always putting them first, and I love that about you. You're a beautiful human. So are you. And then questions just like, have you met the kid's dad? You met him early on. You come to pretty much every time we meet and swap over. Yep. Um, and then the last one is, will you still be involved in the kids' lives? Like, will you still see them if we break up? Of course. Yeah. And you said this is like a conversation you and I had early on. Like I said to you, the boys cannot have someone else come into their life and then leave. I say that, but like I also, I also know that I can't control those sorts of things in life and mm. Whilst I don't wish that sort of pain on the boys and I try and be cautious of it, like it's sometimes part of their story as well. Yeah. But you and I did have that conversation early on and you were like, I give you my word. If we separate, if things don't work with us, if the boys I'm a want, phone call away. Yeah, I'm a phone call away. If you guys need anything, I'll be there. If the boys want me around or they need me to do school things or like, like I'll... I'll be there, like, no matter what. Yeah, and you have, you have come to parent-teacher interviews, you've come to school assemblies, you got up the other day at a ridiculous time to drive to Noosa super early in the morning so that you could come to this appointment for one of the boys in the afternoon. Like, you said to me early on, I will be there for everything, like when we were making Easter hat, like Easter bonnet things for the parade. Yeah, Yeah, you were like, I won't miss anything. And you haven't? No. I told you I wouldn't. Man of his word. All right. I think that's pretty much the crux of all of the questions. I can't see anything else that we haven't really covered. Oh, do you think the boys would ever call you dad? Um, they call you Brendad sometimes. Brendad, yeah. <laughs> Brendad. Stepdad. Steppy Lepew. Steppy. <laughs> 
but like, I'm not bothered. Like, I know I'll always be a huge part of their lives, no matter what they call me. So they can, I'm sure they'll call me other <laughs> things when they're older. But yeah. uh, it is what it is. Um, sometimes they call you dad accidentally. Yeah. Sometimes they call me dad accidentally too. Yeah. Like I think it's just a lot for them going from house to house sometimes. You're more of a dad than me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, okay. Okay. I think that's pretty much it. And maybe to wrap up today's episode, you can say a few words in your old man voice that makes the boys laugh so much. Thanks for having me. You got to do that. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Appreciate you taking the time to record this episode with me. And for anyone who is listening and wants to follow you, they can find your tag via my Instagram account, no doubt. And for everyone who has opted into the close friends, really appreciate you being there. And thank you to those of you who submitted questions for this episode. Keep them coming. If there's any other topics you guys want Kylie and I to chat about, please inbox her and let her know. Inbox him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Slide into him, his DMs. I'm still trying to catch up on the Shoot me a message, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Throw him a bow. But just let, let me know what you guys want us to chat about and we can sort of touch. But don't ever... Yeah, like we might say one thing or something that works well for us, but it's not always going to... Yeah, we're not the expert on your relationship. We're not trying to be experts and we're not shrinks. Like we're, yeah. just, we're just two average Joes. That's the biggest thing I want to get across because I think it's easy for people to go, oh, like see videos of you playing with the kids and the kids being so warm with you so fast and use that as a as a measure. But everyone is different and just... If your relationship hasn't started this way, doesn't mean that's not how it's going to end up in time. Yeah, just do what works best for you. Perfect. All right, team, thanks so much for listening. I will chat with you very soon. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going to make a move? Are you going to come and see? Whatever you Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.